0: it's our responsibility as hairdressers to educate ourselves on what we're using how it's being marketed like what's going to help the client and basically just be truthful hi everyone i'm sid sharice
1: and i'm david bosher
0: and you're listening to destroy the hairdresser the podcast
1: where we teach you to salon differently Listen, selling retail is only worth it if you're making money. The truth is, stocking shelves and carrying one or two brands is just not cutting it anymore. Besides, the commission payout sucks. We have partnered with Salon Interactive to take away the stress of retailing while still putting money back into the pockets of hairdressers. Salon Interactive is a free online marketplace where you can choose to sell whatever brands you love to your clients and followers. The best part is that you will make a large commission with no overhead. Visit saloninteractive.com DTH to get started for free today. Let us introduce you to one of our favorite product companies, Reverie. Reverie is hair care for all humans, no matter your hair type. Their clean and innovative formulas nurture the integrity of your hair for unrivaled results. Reverie is made intentionally in California. Their mindfully sourced vegan ingredients and environmentally friendly packaging showcases their commitment to creating alchemy in a bottle. Reverie was created in 2011 by Garrett Markinson and continues to be a family-owned and operated business to this day. Tap the link in the episode description to get connected with our friends over at Reverie. So I'm in a bad mood today.
0: Oh, why?
1: I don't know, like, you know when you just, like, want people to get it and they don't get it? That's how I feel about healthy hair.
0: (laughs) Today we're going to talk about healthy hair. The scam of healthy hair.
1: I really... Want people to understand. I know that hairdressers get this. I think they do. I hope they do that. There's no really such thing as like healthy hair. First of all, it's dead,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? That's like calling a dead body. Is it a healthy dead body, <laughs> or is it an or is it an <laughs> unhealthy dead body? Is it though? <laughs> no. <Is> it?
0: <laughs> but it's so true. I, I think. Well. <laughs> The reason why we wanted to really dive into this is because the idea of healthy hair, I'm making quotation marks like they can see me, was created by product companies to push products because we want to keep telling people that their hair isn't healthy. So then there's such a fear of having unhealthy hair. And I'm not saying there can't be damage to hair in in a lot of situations, but the reality is your hair's not already damaged. I mean, I have so many clients that I think my hair's damaged. I'm like, no, you just need a haircut. Like you have great hair. What are you talking about? Like you're not Everything losing is- it. It's not breaking off. It doesn't But make also sense. like
1: it is damaged. It's always damaged.
0: Yeah, because it's dead and dead.
1: Yeah. Do you like for example, you have long blonde hair. It's processed. Mhm and then i'm sure you wrap it up or lay on it and oh, roll around in bed you with it the-
0: see me when i rip the hair ties out of my space buns every time i'm like oof <laughs> i just shattered my ends
1: exactly so it's it's just kind of like i think that we get on this kick of like healthy hair damaged hair and then of course there's this thing that beauty companies do where they show you a strand of fake hair it's a Mm -hmm. It's an image of hair, a hair follicle or a a hair strand. And then they show you what what damage looks like. It looks like um,
0: like roof shingles.
1: It looks like roof shingles.
0: It's my favorite.
1: And then healthy hair doesn't look like roof shingles. But I discovered that they actually show you that image, but they do not say this is what healthy or unhealthy hair looks like they are allowed to put up the image because they have not made any claim about the image
0: it's just an image
1: they just put up an image and the person watching assumes that that's the difference between healthy and unhealthy mm-hmm. hair and that is okay
0: marketing is highly based on the assumption of their consumer
1: mm-hmm. and the visuals They, I remember watching um, it was something like News thing, a news thing. (laughs) It was like Casey Anthony and all that nonsense. Um. And the news was trying to talk about how this person used duct tape, but they couldn't say that because they don't have proof that she did. So they put a piece of duct tape in a plastic bag and put it on the screen. What? They did not say this is this is duct tape. They didn't say anything. They just put it on the screen and they allow the the viewer to now say, Oh my god, like that's it. Yeah. And then the viewer goes and the storyline gets kind of imbued into the into people. So product companies do the same thing where they're like, you know, they show the skincare skincare commercials mm-hmm. are the worst. Mm-hmm. They show like if I just pores. splash
0: my face with water. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and yeah, and like
0: spritz this chemical all over the place, I'm gonna have the skin of a three year old.
1: Exactly. And as someone who gets worked on on their face, you know, if you use someone who gets worked on their face for a skincare line, it's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting that like marketing, as long as you don't say this is the result, you can put anything in it. For, to allow people to make large assumptions, which I, it's just so fascinating it's to
0: me. Brilliant. It's so, brilliant. I am so, it's ab- evil genius. It, it absolutely, I'm obsessed with marketing, like, obsessed with it. Like, I pay attention to even brands. I was, we were driving the other day and we went by Dunkin' Donuts, and the buildings are actually set up. For the panels to look like they go from dark brown to really light uh, cream, and it's supposed to represent like coffee. coffee. But you would never know. You would just think this is like wooden panels outside, but it is. But it
1: makes you want coffee.
0: Yes, it's just like all of those little things. It's genius. Like, and I. It is
1: why McDonald's has red and yellow. They're the two colors that signal to your brain to be hungry. And that's what they say. Don't paint your kitchen red or yellow because it promotes like overeating and consumption because it triggers this thing in your brain.
0: My kitchen is gray and dull. <laughs> and Mine I still all- go in there Mine and overeat. Is white. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> but it's like everything's subliminal. Yeah.
0: Well, this is going back to the way hair products are marketed, prior to this true low-tox movement, a lot of brands were saying organic. And what they were really saying was, we're organically derived, which means one ingredient in their product, like maybe the lavender they pulled was organic. So what happened is then all of a sudden everybody's like, well, this is an organic, clean product. And they never said that they're clean product or never said that they were organic they just said they were organically derived. Organically derived ingredients is actually the term. And because of that one thing, so people are like, oh my God, it's clean. It's listed with all these horrible chemicals that can harm your insides and your hormones and cause cancers. Yet they're drawn to it because the packaging is very earthy. And because that one piece of lavender in the product lineup is clean and organic.
1: And the pa- yeah, the packaging is green. Mm-hmm. So that tells you that it's green. Yeah. And that it's organic. And it can be recycled. You know, well, products like Suave, which is just all chem- it's all chemicals. There's it's all chemicals. Mm-hmm. They then put like a little leaf on the bottle and you're like, Oh, Suave is now cleaner yeah. and greener and it's just all subliminal mm-hmm. subliminal marketing. And I I think that's why our marketing might upset people. <laughs> it's not so subliminal. It's a little more like factual. in your face. It's factual. It's in your face. It's loud. We're not. We're not trying to like make it. Um. Pretty. Yeah, we're not trying to like psychologically confuse. Like, get people to buy in. We're like, it's this or it's this. You either like it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I think what big companies do is they find ways, especially product companies. For example, male marketing versus female marketing. Yeah, there are no such thing as male. Products, unless you're I guess that goes into a, a whole other beast. It's a, yeah, like for example, I buy Dove's deodorant for women. I think it works better. But like when I go to buy it, I have shame as a man. I feel like I'm not supposed to. It's not for me. It wasn't made for me. I shouldn't buy it. I look what I, I look crazy buying it. Like, and then I have to remind myself like that there is no female deodorant. Yeah. There's no male deodorant. I mean I there's deodorant
0: literally wear men's deodorant and use quote unquote men's razors or what is marketed to the masculine form.
1: Right. And it's it's just interesting that like they'll and they'll say things like what's what's Dove's thing like Dove's deodorant I think is like strong enough for a man made for a woman or something like that it's like because men are strong and women are did they get rid of that i hope they did oh i'm sure they did but that that used to be the tagline yeah right like the venus razor it's no different than the any other razor other than it's pink yeah and they stole the song it's a scam, especially when you're telling people, like, this is what damage looks like. But you're not telling them this is what damage looks like. You're letting them assume mm-hmm. that this is what damage looks like. And so how many times, how many times, and again, I know people can't see me, do people grab their hair and they hold it between their they, fingers yep, and they go like... And they, and they and flip they the lo- ends. They flip the ends and they look at it like a doctor. Yeah. And they tell you... They're like, this look, is it's
0: this-
1: split. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it... The ends of your hair are splitting. It that is okay. It's a split end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's also your hair's natural function to take care of itself. Like yeah,
1: it's it's attempting to break off uh, so that you don't get it caught and everything. Like it's it's we're still animals. Yeah, and so it our doesn't bodies- grow down
0: to our feet. <laughs> Can that happen? Can you grow your hair down to your feet? Absolutely, by taking care of yes. it and not doing things to cause split ends and things like that. Yes,
1: but and I do want to say I love I love products. I think same. I think people and think I fall we're like, for it too. Oh my god, I fall for all of it. I all know of it.
0: Like if someone said if, if a product's like, oh, it helps with damage and repairs and blah blah blah, I instantly am like, do I need that? Well,
1: <laughs> the first thing you think is I'm damaged and I need to be repaired.
0: Yes, and so that's the thing. And even though I have hairdresser logic, I still am like, oh, well, that could be great. And the hard part about you know, there's one thing, like, there's a whole different beast of products for hairdressers professionals that we sell to our clients, right? And that's kind of what we're talking to. But there's an even evil product More source. evil product company. Which is the drugstore products. Because they are meant for necessity. They are meant for people to just buy. And so especially when someone can't maybe afford a $100 bottle of shampoo they're going to go for something that has the same verbiage and is cheaper. And that's the thing. It's like, can we stop constantly telling people that their hair is damaged or lacking moisture? And yes, a lot of these situations are true. But to the point that like, then we're like, think about the whole when situation. Like telling everyone your hair is lacking shine. It's yeah. lacking moisture. It's lacking all of like how Lacking luster. And so what I'm going to do is you're going to use this product, which is a no-poo, which I love the movement. They were on something, obviously, Look at Hair Story and a lot of the other cleansing conditioners. But the reality was there was silicone in the product. And because people weren't washing and there was no detergents to wash that out, that silicone sat on their scalp and it caused blockage and damage. Right. And hello, their hair was falling. Talk about now your hair is damaged. <laughs>
1: Right. You know, now right. your
0: scalp is damaged. Now your scalp is damaged. And I think that's the thing that we have to start really thinking about this of like, your hair's doing what it's doing. Can this product enhance it? Yeah. But to use a product out of fear base, and I see this all the time, so many people will use products with keratin in it or in a, or proteins. and For
1: shine or strength. For shine
0: or strength, but they don't need it. So what protein does which I hope everyone knows this, it almost builds like a cast around your hair. So then you have protein buildup. And imagine your arm in a cast and trying to like wiggle it. It's going to break the cast. I think
1: of it as kidney stones. If you put too much protein in that body, Mm -hmm. your body's going to do something about it. And I think – and our hair is the same. Again, it's – there are products out there that are good, but no product can fix damage. And I think that's also something that – This product cannot fix damage. It cannot heal your hair. But marketing-wise, you can use the word heal. Yeah. You can use certain words. I've just done a lot of research on, like, even when you're, like, in a court case, right? I think of it like in a court case. You can't say that, but you can say this. Mm -hmm. It's the same in marketing. You can't say that, but you can say this. Mm -hmm. It's the same in contracts. You can't say that, but you can say that. And I feel like... Using words like heal and green and organic, like all those kind of sacred words that should be, that should be good, have become buzzwords.
0: Yeah, they've been used against us,
1: and like, now I people don't, don't
0: know what truly is clean. Well, I mean, exactly. we do as hairdressers, but the consumer, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> the consumer doesn't know, and so that's it. I feel like it's our responsibility as hairdressers to first off educate ourselves on what we're using, how it's being marketed to, like what what it's gonna help the, ha- the style not the stylist, the client, and basically just be truthful. Like, no, your hair's not damaged, but th- can this be preventative? Yeah, absolutely. Can this help with moisture during these times of the year? For sure, you know, maybe you don't wanna use too much of it. I think we really need also, to customize it.
1: Y- y'all know that I like a little damage in my hair. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I don't want fresh, perfect hair. It doesn't do anything for me. i if I want my hair to have some bend in it and some texture in it, i it's gotta I gotta dry it out. I gotta I will wash my hair for the opposite of what shampooing is for. I will wash my hair to dry it out to make it more textured looking. And I feel like other people wash that they're like, I use this to what I use this for smoothing and I this for dead end. I'm like all that weight would make my hair I would look like a beetle. A beetle. Not a bug, like oh. one of the one of the bands. I was thinking members. like a
0: shiny shell.
1: No. Or, but both. also, yeah. Like their hair, yeah. Like just straight, shiny, and heavy. And I I use shampoo sometimes to like dry the hell out of my hair and I don't put conditioner and so that when I like put product in it, it it's more textured. Yeah. So there's also that. Like health isn't always I would ask clients, like is health important or is the look important? Because they don't usually go hand in hand. Yeah. Not that you should destroy everyone's hair, but let's be honest, especially, said you, you're you a bleaching specialist. Like, yeah. there's no way to not damage the hair. You can take precautions, but it's all damage.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what bleach does. And again, I feel like damage is a trigger word for anybody listening, but it does. It changes the whole structure of the hair.
1: And It eats away at it.
0: I mean, if I change the structure of my coffee table, it is damaged from its original form, right? So like it's it's not it's not gonna be the same. But I think people get so triggered by the word damage, like, because it there's no gray. When we say damaged, they're instantly thinking what you would think of a severe damaged hair situation. But the reality is like if you go to the gym,
1: you wanna build muscle, you you're gonna have to rip apart. Down. You got to break them down. And it hurts and it's painful. And, but yet the result is nice. And so I think it's the same with hair. It's like, we got to look at hair a little bit more like, yeah, there's a, there's always a damaging element. And there are precautions that we can take, of course. But at the end of the day, to have this conversation over and over about like damaged hair is bad and you want to have healthy hair. And, you know, I like the word integrity. Keeping integrity is a good that's a good word. But yeah. I think like... Let's
0: keep the hair on your head.
1: Let's keep the hair where it... Yeah. Where it needs to be.
0: Well, even my... As a <laughs> Blonding Specialist, obviously, you know, I have a lot of clients that come in with dark hair, like level one, two, and texture, really tight curls. And I I have to tell them like, I can't... This is going to change your curl pattern. Like it's going yeah. to change it. And you have to decide, and not all the time, but also chemicals can be unpredictable sometimes. Sometimes, depending on the hair, it can completely change the curl pattern. And I've had clients where their curls were fine. I recently had a client um, that we went, literally Kim K. Blonde. She brought me in the Met Gala picture. She was aware (laughs) that it was going to take some time. We had been blonding her for the past two years, just slowly, like kept it very natural. So going to this more extreme look wasn't, a huge process for me besides the double process on the on the new growth. But I was like, listen, your curls are going to change. And the way you're wearing your hair now, and you even told me that your curls have changed since we've been doing it slowly. Are you willing to give that up? And she was like, yeah, I would rather have blonde hair than my curls. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And she does wear her hair straight and curls it with an iron now. But – she lost a lot of like her curl pattern just wasn't the same. And not that she didn't have curls, is she didn't know how to work with the new. But texture the other thing that too, she had.
1: is if she grows it out, that curl pattern's coming back. Oh, for sure. But So it's not a death sentence. No. But to the dead hair. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Yeah, you can't kill what's already dead, y'all.
0: <laughs> but I, I think that's the thing. It's like we get so caught up in what marketing are creating for consumers that we forget that we're the professional that no more Then sometimes the product companies. So I I feel like it's really important for us to have more truth within what we're talking about with the products. I think it's okay to use products for completely different reasons. Like, Can you
1: imagine if there was an ad for a product that was like, this is a nice product. It probably won't do a lot to your hair. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Would anybody use it? Probably not. (laughs) Unless it was like... (laughs)
1: <laughs> or it just could imagine. be trendy
0: someone uses it and they're like it fits my hair like
1: imagine a world where just marketing is just exactly what it is yeah. like this like, this will make your damaged hair look a little bit better but it might oh, also oh this not.
0: bottle we dug it out from the sewers of Mississippi and it is filled with microplastics and silicone and that's how you get that shine from the swamp of the south
1: Yeah, this is an organic material that we used, we paid children to harvest.
0: (laughs) I feel like our whole world is covered in plastic that, how is it not an organic (laughs) thing?
1: Everything's organic because everything else is plastic. It's
0: so true. It's insane. But uh, yeah, I think, I really think uh, the scam of healthy hair, it's funny.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. It's funny and it annoys me. And if I hear one more person sit in my chair and say, I think my hair's damaged. I'm just like, okay, you and everybody else. Yeah, it is damaged. It's not not. It's not not damaged. We
0: need a haircut. We need to stop over processing it.
1: Yeah. And we need to chill the fuck
0: out first.
1: Probably more. (laughs) 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 It's more powerful teaching people what not to do. Than it is selling them products. Very
0: true. Like,
1: like, why don't you sleep with a silk cap? That'll help. Why don't you silk pillow? Use some cold water on that bitch. Mm -hmm. That'll help.
0: Ice shocked. Why?
1: Why don't you hide your hair when you go out in the sun in Tulum? Ball cap. That'll help.
0: (laughs) You just described everything I do. I have a silk pillow. (laughs)
1: Oh, you have a pool? You should probably not put your hair in chlorine. That's just a...
0: I don't leave the house without a hat on, mostly because I'm trying to preserve my face for long-term wear and tear.
1: See, I'm the opposite. I'm on the other spectrum. Like, I I don't cover my face because I want some sun, because mm-hmm. I'm white as hell.
0: I will use bronzer. I
1: want, <laughs> I want the sun to kind of burn my hair a little bit so it has some more texture. Maybe a little bit of highlight and no joke you want to hear the funniest thing
0: like you no one wants to go to the beach with me because there's intention because i don't live on the beach anymore i utilize the beach in a way for my own (laughs) enjoyment (laughs) that's what it's for i know but like when you grow like i grew up in florida on the beaches so like of course like i didn't care i was always in the sun like there was but now that i have like very specific times that I'm in the beach, and I want to be, like, I want to get a little tanner, like, I'm Spanish, thank God, so I don't burn, but at the same time, I literally, Astrid makes fun of me, I put zinc all over my face, so I am that girl with, like, white face, I actually found one that's, like, tinted, so I don't look like <laughs> clown, and so I have zinc all over my face, I'm covered in sunscreen, like, because... I just refuse for my skin to fry, even if it could. Not that it's going to in Chicago. And I wear a visor instead of a hat so I can cover my face, but my hair can stick out so my hair can get sun bleached. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ashley's like, who are you? Like, my wife's insane. I'm like, yeah, you chose you me.
1: You sound like a far side comic.
0: Basically. Like, I am a 75 year old woman on the beach. But like You're,
1: cute. There was a Mad TV skit with this woman named Dixie Wetsworth, and that's what I feel like you sound like. Well,
0: we're
1: get- Google Dixie Wetsworth.
0: I will. Is it the voice? Because I'm getting over a nice little.
1: It's also goth. the voice, but she's like really tan, and she lives in Florida, and she has like really long nails, and her name's Dixie Wetsworth.
0: Dixie Wetsworth, hair from the beach, <laughs> Live from the beach with my visor. That's so why I imagine she talks. I'll have to go Google it. All right, that's all. They don't need to hear us that's talk anymore. all I
1: have. If, and I know that no one can see this, but Sid is just ra- the entire time just wrangling two Frenchies, and it's actually fun to watch. <laughs> Maybe we should I, show him the footage. I feel bad that... Oh, now are you now you're breastfeeding? What's going on? Oh,
0: I'm hugging. <laughs> I'm hugging him. It just happens to be in my chest. I call Your this bosom. the struggle snuggle. where I hold him real tight and he tries to get out of it but I won't let him and I just keep kissing him. Does anybody else do that theory almost? No? You're a smother? I'm a smother. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay. All right. Well, this was fun. See you next time.
0: Bye, y'all.